This is Mike. And this is Drew. Welcome to the Mike and Drew at Mountain View podcast. It is May 14th, and uh, for episode 19, we want to know, does boredom serve a purpose in life? Yeah, so I think before we get into this, we kind of need to establish that we're not licensed therapists or anything like that. Absolutely not. So as we're talking about issues of the mind, I think we're speaking mostly from personal experience, and um, do your own research. (laughs) So... um, but this this idea kind of came to me. This was one of the first ideas that I think I had for this podcast. I feel like boredom is the worst thing ever, and it it feels terrible. I don't like it. I don't want to experience it. And therefore, I'm kind of, for lack of a better term, addicted to avoiding it. And so I have filled my house with video games and books and movies so that I don't have to sit and do nothing, you know? And of course, like I don't have kids, so when I get home from work, I don't really do anything else other than hang out with my wife. And we we love doing these things together. You know, we play video games together. We play or we we read books. Last night we kind of sat and did nothing and read books. It was wonderful. And you know, we we watch movies all the time and TV. And but I think as I get older, and I'm only 23, but as I get older, I am learning that boredom is actually really important, and it affects how I work during the workday, you know, because, um, I will lose focus because I get bored with my work and then I get sucked into, you know, YouTube and, Oh, there goes an hour of my day. And that's usually where this topic comes in because boredom is not a sin, but attitudes and choices Mm -hmm. that, uh, come from boredom can be harmful to a Christian faith or personal health, whatever perspective you're coming from here. Uh, Colossians three twenty three through 24 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Jesus Christ you are serving. So, you know, whatever we do matters to God. Right. And so uh, the other verse I wanted to bring up was 2 Corinthians 10, 5, which is uh, we demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And here's the key. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So I think boredom comes from, you know, boredom is fine, but what do we do as a result of boredom? Well, you know, we kind of go mindless. We scroll on Facebook or TikTok or YouTube. Right. And that is the opposite of taking captive every thought. Well, letting someone else take captive your thoughts. Well, right, because we are serving a master of some kind. We're serving our own interest, uh, the interest of the enemy, the interest of God. But, you know, if you look at the definition of boredom, it's uh, the state of being weary and restless, through lack of interest. So, you, you know, you, you got me thinking about this word interest and what are we interested in? You know, so does that mean that whatever we're doing does not hold interest because it's impossible for that thing to hold our interest or has it lost our interest uh, because we are failing to choose to be interested? Right. And it's, you know, I, I think about like the dedication it takes to like do difficult things, right? So like if you're training for a marathon, it's really boring to go out and run every day for, you know, six months or whatever it is to train for a marathon. But it's important that we, you know, when we commit to doing something like that, we really push through and and develop that resilience to boredom. Because as we do, I think our our ability to handle boredom grows. 
Well, and some of this conversation recently uh, for you bringing this back as, as one of the topics you'd like to do was based off of a viral YouTube video titled uh, Psychiatrist Tip for Increasing Attention Span on the YouTube channel Healthy Gamer GG. And the host, Dr. Uh, Kanaija, uses the basic building blocks he's gained from his religious beliefs in Hinduism and personal experience of gaming addiction uh, to guide others struggling with purpose to start focusing on real life so they can unplug from virtual distractions and addictions. And having five kids at home, I know we've always got to put up barriers for screen addiction and mm-hmm. and have to, for all ages, all kids, offer some corrections or uh, even rest- uh, permanent, uh, you know, semi-permanent restrictions for mm-hmm. them to say, hey, uh, this stuff pulls you in real quick because I know it pulls me in real yeah. quick. Yeah, I was just listening to a podcast actually with Dr. K, and he was talking about how like, you know, a lot of gamers, they'll play for like eight hours at a time, but you ask them in the middle of hour five, like, are you having fun? They're not having fun. They're just like right. addicted to it. And you know, I've been there like, uh, I think it was yesterday I was playing video games with the boys and it was like, we're trying to beat this, this boss battle and we're not having fun at all, but we want to like beat it. Cause we're, we're really trying hard to, you know, do this thing. And it's like, well, there goes my whole afternoon. Now that was an afternoon spent like hanging out with my friends that I, you know, don't really talk to that much. So it was, it was that was a good positive experience but could it have been done you know we all are doing something a little bit more you know beneficial to our brains you know so the other thing i wanted to talk about was the idea that um because of technology and of course the you know these video games and stuff back in the day before my time but not long before my time watch it watch it (laughs) well so you know you're you're studying at home or at the library and you get bored with your studying right and um what do you do your mind kind of wanders i don't know but then like you kind of catch yourself pretty quick five ten minutes and you're back to work now when i get bored now i press a button and the internet is opened up to me and i get sucked in for an hour two hours three hours and i've lost my day Mm. and so there's these companies you know facebook google you all these people that all they're trying to do is make a paycheck right they just want to sell us, you know, these videos so that they make some money. And that's fine. They're, they're allowed to do that. This is a capitalistic society. They're allowed to do that. But we need to understand that we're being conditioned to, like, get sucked into these things. And so we have to set these boundaries so that we're not getting sucked into these things. Yeah, and, and I was brought up, like you say, really before the Internet took over the way it did. It was around some basic versions of it. But I grew up in a household, uh, I'd hear from my grandma at times, the quote from the successful author and biochemist, Dr. Isaac Asimov, well known in the 50s and 60s, who famously said, an intelligent man is never bored. And so I was told, <laughs> I was always told, uh, I, you know, hey, intel- intelligent people can never be bored. It's just not an option. And so the homeschooling culture I grew up in Uh, I would not say I was bored. It was Mm -hmm. just not an option. And so in my mind, everything I saw, a blade of grass, a blank wall, was a chalkboard of education. And Mm -hmm. so for me, I don't remember zoning out or getting bored in my reading. I didn't have, I wasn't brought up with that choice mentally. And so even before the internet, I would uh, be reading. And instead of being bored with a topic, my problem was 
I would be springboarded from one topic to the next. So I'd read something, inspire me to go read something else and distract me that way. So now, like you're talking about, my problem with, say, YouTube or something like that is I am in the middle of learning something, and so I want some modern research on it. So I get out of my book for a minute. I want to say, okay, what's going on with the Nile River now? I'm, I'm studying the story of Moses. Right. What's going on with the Nile River? Oh, oh, wow, it's drying up. And here's some articles about the drying up of the Nile River. And then there's the YouTube link to see a hippopotamus fighting a crocodile in the Nile <laughs> River. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, so I watched this two to three minute clip because I got to guard my time and uh, I, I don't believe it's wise ever just to browse the internet. So I then see uh, the next suggested video, you know, it's like a mountain lion versus a wolf. And I've got a decision right then and there, right? right? And that's where it is. And so I have to, I have to, because I'm responsible to provide for my family and I want to stay on track so I can finish these assignments uh, for me, self-assignments on time. I'm going to close that off and say, maybe the kids and I can watch that later. Otherwise, I would be very tempted to just start down that rabbit hole that doesn't end. Well, you know, and it's actually so much worse than that because they've kind of figured out um, that you that people might do that. They, you know, close the browser. But, you know, I don't know if you've noticed the past few years, like YouTube will automatically play the next video right. for you. Yes, I did notice that change because I remember having a moment to choose, mm-hmm. scroll, and uh, I remember the day... I learned I could start music and just let YouTube play because yeah. it'll keep auto-playing. Yeah. And and once in a while, I come across some new songs that, okay, this is cool. But the danger absolutely is there is you say, hey, I want to watch this thing. I made this free will decision. I want to watch right. this video. A single video, maybe you know, five, ten minutes. And then you don't control what comes on next. Right. And and that's it goes back to this verse, take captive every thought. Absolutely. Because if you're not doing it, then YouTube is taking captive your thoughts. And that's a problem. That no, I, and I think that's the heart of why you wanted to talk about this is to raise awareness that the world keeps changing, and this is one specific change where there is an autopilot nature to online streaming entertainment, and such as YouTube videos, whether they be short clips. You know, I watch stuff with the kids, and they'll make suggestions. Hey, mm-hmm. this video clip's going around at school. Okay, so I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then I say, hey, here's this uh, video clip I thought you guys would like. And we kind of, it's neat family bonding time. I'm learning about them and their yeah. interests. They're learning about me and my uh, old antique interests, you know, <laughs> and whatever. But if, uh, you know, if I'm distracted, I take a phone call. Mm-hmm. Well, then the video cycles, and it might not be that great, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever comes on next, and all of a sudden it's, oh, what's on the screen, you know? That did not even five to eight years ago, that wasn't the world we lived in. Right. And that's, you know, there's a lot of like with AI generated stuff that actually happened a lot. There's, well, that's a whole other topic we don't have to get into. But the idea that like, yeah, it it could be literally anything that pops up on the screen. And it's like, oh, that's definitely not something we want to show our kids or need to see myself. Right. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I grew up in a time when there was commercials you couldn't control and all this. Yes and no. Uh, you could still choose which channel and what shows at what time right. you're going to watch. You choose to turn it off. Or... or you choose to turn it off. Or, you know, what you could still do with YouTube. But also remember, YouTube is the Wild West. It's not like your television shows or even commercials. Right. Literally anything could be on YouTube. Now, there's some moderation, but there is not some. nearly right. as much as, you know, in a Christian household, you probably uh, wouldn't want. Yeah, in a Christian household or even just a moral household, if right. you have standards and you say, I don't want my kids watching certain things, I think when we're talking about the topic of boredom, th- this is where this is where it literally gets messy, because w- 
on both ends where you're talking about, hey, uh, I get bored, it might lead me to um, addictions, right? You know, you get bored and you eat when you're bored or right. you drink when you're bored or, or you watch things. You know, if I get, uh, you know, if I get to a place where I need a mental break and I want something where I can just zone out, I'm going to watch car crash videos. I think I've shared that before, <laughs> right? And uh, I have to make sure that is limited and I know what I'm watching and all this. Okay, well... That is where it is still fertile soil to zone out enough where you're no longer on guard and whatever comes across your mind you're gonna you're gonna do. Whether that's watching something or or going and doing something, your mind gets to a place where it's not on guard. And the verse you read earlier, uh, you stop taking that thought captive. That's right. Yeah, it was just uh, you know this podcast I was listening to. He's talking about how uh, you know people addicted to drugs they they get better and then they relapse and that's always. Oh yeah, you know, I was sober for six months, and then I don't know what happened. That's the key word, you know, phrase. Right. I don't know what happened, and now I'm addicted to drugs again. Yes, and it's well because you weren't aware. You you gotta be aware of what's going on. That you know, sometimes they call it mindfulness, just being aware of what's going on in your mind. And you know, I'm guilty of being of eating when I'm bored. So okay, being mindful. Am I really hungry, or do I just need to go read a book? Absolutely, and that's something we're working. I got to work with. Uh, with myself, I work with, with my kids, you know, do you actually feel this thing or are you just trying to fill this vacuum of attention and learning that you could be plugging in somewhere else? Uh, it, taking it to a Christian level boredom, I think another passage I heard that I still believe is true. Um, one reason I, I've really not felt the option to struggle with boredom myself, and maybe that's not healthy, I don't know, but all <laughs> I know is that I was I had this awareness that if I am serving the Lord in everything I do, I mean when I go to sleep and when I uh, how I treat my family and all this, it's mm-hmm. a service to the Lord. I don't have an option to be bored because everything I do has eternal significance. Everything, every word I say, every word I don't say, every action I do, every action I don't do. So when I'm lazy or neglectful, Galatians six seven through ten kind of wraps up this concept. For me, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh. So in my mind, we're kind of on the borderline with boredom here. Absolutely. Right? You know, this is because I I know, right? From the flesh, we'll reap destruction. You know, I know it's like, okay, I'm going to zone out, right? Um, Whoever sows to to please the Spirit, and here it is, if we're serving the Lord, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary, and that's a part of the definition of boredom, becoming weary in thought and just kind of zoning out. Do Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, finally here in verse 10, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. So one way to combat boredom in a healthy way, you know, if you're asking, if you're asking me, does boredom serve a purpose? I know uh, Dr. K, this YouTube channel generator, could offer an argument that it does serve a purpose. I could also offer an argument that uh, boredom, you know, as as has been said, uh, there's no such thing as boredom in the world. This is the late and famous Dr. Wayne Dyer. There's no such thing as boredom in the world. Uh, because being bored is a choice. Uh, there are only people choosing to be bored. And that's kind of the other end of the spectrum, almost almost impossibly uh, either highly accurate or inaccurate. You know, it's a love or hate yeah. thing. But 
there are only people choosing to be bored. I think there's a strong grain of truth there, and with what Dr. K is saying, that you can lean into boredom and use it to investigate the world around you, and you become desperate for education at that point. Right. And then you're, you know, you're so bored that, well, I might as well like go back to whatever I was supposed to be doing. I'll take my textbook now. (laughs) Right. He's like, please give me my textbook. And I think that is something we're losing. We're losing imagination. So for example, one of the examples given in in my research on this is staring at a wall, right? Mm -hmm. The, the, the epitome of boredom, staring at a wall. Okay. Well, for me, I remember staring at a wall when I was a kid and noticing the uh, divots in the wall where the nails were and discovering, okay, these there must be structure behind this wall every 16 to 24 inches apart. And I'm studying it. I see the striations in the paint make me believe they used a cheap paintbrush or, you know, I'm trying to put on. So I'm, I'm in the moment. And I'm thinking, what kind of weather was it like when these guys were building this wall? Yeah. And I, I start getting lost in this world of imagination and uh, looking around a, like Sherlock Holmes style. You yeah. know, what can I learn from staring at a wall? And unfortunately, I could see where, uh, you know, people would uh, pick their noses. And anyway, okay, well, okay, we'll skip all that. <laughs> but, you know, you learn some good things and ugly things and bad things. But the epitome of boredom I kept coming up with was staring at a wall. And I'm like, you can still choose to educate yourself staring at a wall. Yeah, and I I think um, that's one of the challenges that Dr. K gives is like, hey, take an hour and do nothing and see where it leads you, you know? And like some people would would take that and be like, oh, man, that sounds awful. But then like you think about it, it's like, well, if you can do that, then you'll probably actually be better at studying or be better at, you know, working or whatever because you're able to kind of sit in that boredom for a little bit and, and go into that, you know? The other thing I was thinking, you were talking about uh, your childhood, you know, staring at a wall. You know, I'd, I'd go to my, my parents and say, oh, mom, dad, I'm bored. And say, well, you want a job? You want to go do the dishes? <laughs> no, never mind. I'm not bored anymore. <laughs> That's right. That's, they cured it. Yeah. They cured it. Well, I guess we'll go outside and play. So in that moment, and I, I've heard that example before as well. So in that moment, what were you? Were you craving amusement? Were you craving anything to do? Or were you just craving one thing to do? And once you were given that other assignment... You're like, I guess I'm not that bored. What changed? I think, well, you know, I'm not desperate enough to go, you know, (laughs) I'll go find something, you know. And when I'm talking to people at all the churches I've grown up in and served, I hear so many life experiences. And in that moment, I go, I don't know if I want to hear about how you harvest corn, but I'm going to choose to be interested in it. And now I've got this, I I tricked my mind and I just told my mind, I'm interested in learning about corn harvest. Yeah, we're going to go do this. And it gets categorized somewhere in the subconscious. And guess what? In rural small church ministry, that conversation comes up quite a bit in different times. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And all of a sudden I find myself pulling in this file way back there going, oh, I actually remember this. And now I do have an interest because I want to get to know people. Yeah. And so I, I know to me, that's a lot of it is you choose to be interested and then your mind somehow gets tricked into going, oh, actually, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And you find patterns and stuff. And yeah. That's it. You find the patterns. It goes, oh, that actually does remind me of this. Maybe I am interested. And so I, I think that's going to be a, it's not the answer, but I think it's definitely a part of the answer. Yeah. And like like I said at the beginning, we are not licensed therapists, so we don't really know a whole lot about the brain, but definitely do your own research on this and like... If this is something you're struggling with, I'm curious, like, are more people struggling with this? Is it just Gen Z? You know, like, 
I don't know. So we'd love to hear your feedback on this one in particular. Well, in current research, like you say, not even though we're not licensed, uh, and we'd encourage you to do your credible research, and we've done our credible research, we can look at Scripture and see that we, as created beings, have purpose before God. Yes. And we can see that what we, that everything we do matters to God. Yes. And when we start from that foundation, even without being qualified uh, in that realm of psychology, we can at least say, well, we at least need to answer this question of boredom, because it can detract us from what we're supposed to do, and to do good to do good things for the Lord, not to earn salvation, of course not, but to do what He's designed us to do. And I, I like this Revelation chapter fourteen verse thirteen said, I, "I heard a voice from heaven say, Write this: Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they will rest from their labor for their deeds. And here's the scary part: for their deeds will follow them. Hmm. And so for us, again, what we do matters. So." If that isn't enough to inspire us that the dishes we wash, the floors we sweep, the cars we maintain, the people we serve, the jobs we work, and the relationships we build, the -the behind-the-scene chores, the major accomplishments, if those things uh, aren't enough, uh, you know, if, if doing those things well just for the Lord's sake, isn't enough to motivate us, then that's where we got to come back and do a little bit of repair work Yeah, and say, do we realize what's at stake? Do we realize how important this life is? Yeah. And I think, you know, bringing a purpose driven mindset to this, you know, like we are, we are living for a purpose, you know, for God, we're not as at all focused on like, okay, what's going to entertain me this week or today? We're more focused on, okay, like what do we need to get done? so that we fulfill our purpose for the day or for the month or whatever. Yes, and then and then I think about it and when you've done a hard day's work, aren't you able to rest a little better? Yeah, for sure. And that's something my parents have always instilled in me like, "Hey, work hard throughout that's the it. day so that you get a good night's sleep." And yeah, for sure. Well, uh we are coming to the end of our time here and uh I I just I just want to say Honestly, I, I would I would come up with a bumper sticker cliche like, you know, you'll never be bored when serving the Lord, but I don't want to make you throw up inside <laughs> your mouth, so I won't do that. But uh, but I will say boredom is a struggle when we have so much entertainment around us. But like you say, uh, if we can—what uh, was that first verse you had there at the beginning? Oh, but take, taking captive every Taking thought. captive every thought. I think that's the key— verse here. Um, forget all the verses I read, you know, that, that taking every thought captive. If you can take that thought captive that might distract you or it might bring you rest or whatever, and just say, Lord, is this something I need right now? And exactly. Usually yeah. in the moment, the Lord will just, no, hey, stay focused. Let's get this done. Then you can do the fun stuff later. And that answers a lot of distraction and boredom. But yeah, check out, check out some of Dr. K's material. Uh, look up some of these verses we've shared. And uh, that's... Uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to bore any of you listening to this. So we're <laughs> going to wrap it up. This has been Mike, and this has been Drew. Thanks for listening to the Mike and Drew at Mountain View podcast. Uh, we just got a few more here. Or, one more. One more. This is episode nineteen. Oh man! So we're we're going for twenty. But we still got the email. That's right. Uh, podcast at mvcc6mile.org. It's the number six. And uh, I want to hear your feedback on this. So I'm really curious. Uh, so email us, please. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, Share this with your friends and family. And uh, yeah. And drink your coffee. That's good. Yeah.